everyone. Welcome to the Performance Collective Podcast. This is Dr. Jared Sinclair. This podcast is for high-impact leaders and those who want to improve their performance and achieve enduring results. In each episode, we explore the actions and best practices that successful leaders use to expand capacity, drive performance, and lead change. Whether you're a CEO, a manager, or entrepreneur, you're going to find the practical advice, insights, and inspiration to help you expand your individual and team capacity for higher performance. Subscribe now and join us as we start the transformation that will help you elevate individual and team performance to that next level. Everybody, welcome back to the Performance Collective Podcast. I'm here today with Ryan Street. Ryan Street's a realtor with EXP Realty of Southern California. Ryan, how are you today? Not too bad, Jerry. Thanks for having me, Doc. Um, Ryan actually sold us our home here in uh, northern San Diego County. And um, I just wanted to dive in today on this. You know, my the topics of this podcast are leadership, expanding capacity, performance, uh, motivation, all these things. And I want to dive into what drove you uh, to where you're at today. How'd you get to where you are? You know, what, what were those things that contributed to your successes? And then, uh, you know, we'll dive into what you currently do and what those successes are. So how'd you get started? Um. So back in the late 20, or I should say the early 2010s, um, I was, uh, I was a low level flipper. Um, and I kind of got my real estate license just to handle my own properties. Uh, cause I wasn't thrilled with the level of service that, uh, I had received up until that point. Um, I was an active duty Marine at the time. And I think a combination of my, uh, level of integrity um, filterless communication, um, along with reputation within the Marine Corps, uh, kind of snowballed into something much bigger than I ever expected it to be. And it just kind of took off on its own. Um, you know, I, I didn't hesitate to take on any other business because I was, I had an opportunity to retire early from the Marine Corps and, Mm. uh, I, um, it was kind of a leap of faith, uh, you know, I did have a little nest egg to kind of land on if it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, not, what was it, nine, 2014, call it, call it eight years, 270 sales and 150 million in sales volume since I think it, uh, it worked out okay. That's wild. So clearly, I mean, the Marine Corps, obviously, because we're both cut from the same cloth there, um, contributed to kind of your success and your drive and your, your leadership and your motivation. But what, take me back to like your, like, where'd you grow up? Uh, you know, what were some of those life experiences before the Marine Corps that, that really kind of contributed to who you are today? Uh, so I grew up in the uh, Northern suburbs of the twin cities of Minnesota, uh, specifically white bear Lake. Um, my dad was a bricklayer by trade. Um, and then I think when I was 12 or whatever, maybe no, call it 1990, uh, mm-hmm. he had gone out on his own. Um, and created his own construction company. And, you know, being at the uh, formable age of, you know, rolling into teenage years, uh, seeing that and how we did it and kind of the flexibility. I I use the term flexibility uh, because when you're self-employed, there's anything but. um, But, you know, kind of seeing how he did it and then um, different industry, of course, but the the freedom of not working for anybody else, and seeing again how he did it, you know, I was—he was born. Or he spent a lot of time on a farm growing up. I, you know, would spend some time out there where where he had had kind of cut his teeth, and so that mm-hmm. that hard work, that integrity up before the sunrise, you know, six you know, zero four, 
to, to 1800 or 1900, 2000 if, if you're, uh, you know, in harvest time or even uh, late summer in that. So it's just, it's just been high level of work ethic has been valued a great deal in my mm-hmm. family for, I don't know, 150 years. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, my, it, it trickles down to my sisters. Um, you know, you've met them all mm-hmm. and uh, you know, they're, I think all four of us to a degree are kind of bulls in a china shop when it comes to what we if there's something we want to get done it's going to get done one way or the other yeah Um, and it's going to get done right and it's going to get done quickly definitely go get her so what do you think what do you think contributed to that like specifically for you do you think it was that upbringing and that constant like yeah provide and being around uh construction sites my entire pretty much my entire life uh, meeting guys here and there and you know, there's one thing that always stuck with me that a compliment between construction guys that mm-hmm. I think that the top compliment one guy can give to another and they never say it to each other. It's always describing it to somebody yeah. else. Right. It's, um, you know, hey, so and so is a good man. Um, you know, like one guy that sticks out in, in my memory, uh, he's since passed on is a guy named Ron Birch. Um, mm-hmm. you know, helped my dad out quite a bit when he was coming up and you know, uh, with, if my dad would describe somebody as a good man, that was an indicator to me, um, indirectly to pay attention to how that person behaves and what they mm-hmm. do, yeah. uh, thus becoming an example for me. And right. I think seeing, you know, the, that, uh, however many guys over the years do what they do, you know, it's, you know, it, it, especially in the construction industry, if you've got equipment, you know, there's fee, it's feast or famine, something mm-hmm. breaks, you got to, it doesn't matter if it's Friday night at, you know, nine o'clock. Yeah. Um, you're, you, it's got to get fixed. Sure. You know, so it's, uh, it's kind of that, that uh, sink or swim mm-hmm. kind of deal. And yeah. um, I think the other aspect specific to me is I hate failing and I don't fear it. But it's mm-hmm. not something I'm going to willingly do. Yeah. Um, so it's maybe it is fear. I maybe it is fear of failing and, and being mm-hmm. associated with failure that that drives me to the point of um, you know some exhaustion and burnout. You know, yeah. sometimes you know I've, I've burned out three times and since uh, 20, 2019. Yeah. And uh, it's not a fun place to be. So how do you you know having that experience of, of working so hard and being so driven? Um, and being such a high performer, you said you did $150 million over seven eight. years. Is that what it was? Seven and eight. Seven yeah. Eight, so like that's that. a lot of, that's a lot of movement, right? Um, mm. How do you maintain that balance? What do you do to, to kind of keep your head on straight? Um, well, it's a learning curve. Um, I'm not sure I haven't entirely figured out yet, but um, as you're aware, you know, I, I, I dip out of Southern California relatively frequently. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when I, when the time presents to go back, to Minnesota and get what I call pine tree therapy. Mm. Um, and so it's the, it's, it's the contrast of being, um, you know, pushed to capacity here. Yeah. Um, and specifically with me, you know, I'm not, Southern California is not my favorite place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's a, that's a direct conflict with what 99.9% of anybody you ask is going to say, but it's, it's just the, the traffic, the population density, mm-hmm. um, the, the, the lack of, of, of meaningful relationships, just kind of how people treat each other. Mm-hmm. And it's different uh, when I go back there. It's almost like I go take a pill, right? Yeah. And, and and be with salt of the earth folks, folks that whether you know them or not, um, mm-hmm. 
you know, if you got a, a blown tire in the side of the road, somebody's going to stop. Multiple yeah. people will stop, give you a hand. Right. Um, and it's just kind of that constant. Go get some real, real world, right, um, uh, experience and, and mm-hmm. kind of decompress and then come back. So, you know, the deer hunting piece that you've been a part of for a number of years now is is huge, mm-hmm. um, you know, for me specifically. And uh, in the springtime, you know, with uh, with time on the water, yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's opportunities there. It's just kind of reconnecting, not losing sight of who I am, where I came from, mm-hmm. uh, because it's not something I'm willing to let go of. And if I didn't have it, I don't know. I don't know what I, what would happen to me. Um, so, so if I understand you correctly, what you're saying is like professionally, you have this, um, you know, Ryan street, who he is professionally. And then there's this other piece of you where it's like your more intimate, like personal identity. And maintaining that personal identity is super important to reinvigorating you because that sounds like what you do when you go back it's to my anchor. It's hundred yeah, percent my anchor. Um, okay, you know, and and uh, if that if that chain were to break metaphorically, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I I don't I think it wouldn't take very long, and my level of um, care or mm-hmm. my willingness to continue to perform would probably slide pretty significantly. Yeah. Let's um, talk about that a little bit, Ryan, because I know, you know, Southern California, real estate, right? Everything that's going on with the markets, the mm-hmm. interest rates, you know, inflation, the job market, whatever the case may be, right? There's a lot going on right now. There is. How, how do you continue to provide value to your, your clients? Uh, it really comes down to a number of things, really. It's, it's relationships. It's being honest on the on the front side, even mm-hmm. if it's uh, to my own detriment. I'm not going to tell somebody what they want to hear just yeah. to get the contract signed so I can spend three weeks, um, you know, running through walls to make something happen that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's uh, specifically on the on the buy side and even the listing side. Um, you know, I have I have lending relationships that are that can that will crush anybody else that's out there. Um, for instance, there's a, there's a, there's a veterans, um, there's a lender, uh, that's caters to veterans, or at least their name indicates that they do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they had quoted a buyer that I had been referred by a past client. Uh, this would have been probably two, three months ago. Uh, they had quoted him 6.9% on a 30 year fixed VA. Yeah. My guy, uh, Nick Dexter, got him uh, five, 5%. Wow. And then the, the, the client ended up taking a little higher rate, five and an eighth, so 5.125. Mm-hmm. So he had a little bit of a lender credit to help him out with some with closing costs. I think it was like 1800 bucks or something. Okay. Um, so and just that, that's that shift. Right. And, and that client from that client's perspective, or at least his financial perspective, I think mm-hmm. it calculated out between six point nine and five and an eighth um, was about seven hundred dollars a month in interest. That kid saved. Wow. You know, so it's a car payment. It, it, yeah. yeah. You know, a, a nice car. It's, it's right. a car payment higher than either of my car payments. Right? You <laughs> yeah. know, um, yeah. So it's it's that it's having uh, referral. You know, I'm predominantly referral. I do advertise some at certain times of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've done 60 deals in a year. I don't want to do that again if I can help it. Yeah. Um, try to stick around. And the other piece I should bring up is my goal when I first set out in this was to close 10 transactions in a 30 day period. Didn't have to be a calendar month, but in a 30 day period. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I did it. Right. And How'd that feel? 
I never want to do that again. <laughs> um, Little busy. It was, yeah, and yeah. you know, it was it was that there, there's no break. Your phone's going constantly, uh-huh. um, which you know, which is I, I sound like I'm complaining, and, and, and I guess I am. But um, at the end of it, I had I had I, they all closed within about six or seven days of each other. Mm-hmm. So I had, and that wasn't ten. I ended up doing thirteen. Wow, it's just somebody walks into an open house. Uh-huh. They they don't have an agent. You make an, you make a you create a rapport. Uh, uh-huh. And then you end up double ending it. Uh, so I'm sitting there in my desk with 13 checks, right? Um, total grand total on this was like $170,000 or a wow. little bit more. And which at that time in my life, I'd never seen that kind of that level of, of money sitting. That was mine sitting mm-hmm. in front of me. I think yeah. the biggest number I ever saw was like 40 grand when I uh, when I reenlisted for the second or third time. Uh-huh. Right. When, yeah. when those reenlistment bonuses were crazy back in the 2000s or whatever. Um, so I'm looking at a very large sum of money that I'd never seen. Before, and my overwhelming sensation was that was totally not worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, what, what, what did I do that for? And I'm never doing it again. Despite having all that money sitting right in front of you. And, and the yeah. caveat is, is, is the money <laughs> is what was driving me at the time uh-huh. uh, instead of... Um, I mean, I shouldn't say instead of, but relationships and, and, but I was cutting my teeth, right? Like, so that, that was the second year, right? Mm -hmm. I think that was 2015. Yeah. So how would you say your perspective has changed? Like, since like, cause it sounds like what you were first after was that cash, right? Let Mm -hmm. me grow this thing. Let me scale it. Let me get it as big as it can go. But it seems like somewhere in there things shifted. Yeah. That would be probably the first time a catalyst was introduced. um, Uh Where I was like, wow. Um, you know, you see some of these giant teams that are doing, you know, 250, 300 million annually. Wow. Um, and I wanted to consider growing to that. But once I got a taste of what it took, uh-huh. um, it's life like there's just more to life than selling yeah. houses and making money. Um, you know, I didn't have time. I, I barely knew my kid. And that's probably one of the takeaway regrets I'll never mm-hmm. forgive myself for is uh, probably the first five or six years of my daughter's life. I barely knew her. Yeah. I sacrificed it for, uh, for, for work, for money, for, uh, creature comforts, quality of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now we've got it, but you know, at what expense, you know, I spent the right. last two years, three years trying to get to know my kid. Mm-hmm. You and, know, it's a common theme that I see like with these high performers and people that are dedicated to what they do is that, you know, how do they balance that, that work and that life? It's you know, impossible. Casualty sometimes, you know. There's, so I'm convinced there's no such thing as balance. Everybody who says yeah. they're doing it is full of shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or or maybe they have figured it out, but in, specifically in real estate, you got to go when it's time to go. Right. Um, and you know, um, you take the business when you can get it. I think the other part too is being super selective about who you work with. Okay. Say more um, about that. Like, how did you build that network? How did you build your team, your external team? Um that I worked with or that like clients, uh, your team, the people that you work with, like, how did you develop? Cause it sounds like you got guys you can go to that are going to give you great rates. Some oh, gals that, you know, yeah, that, um, escrow services as well. I've got pretty much the, the best escrow company in, in, in Southern California. I think mm-hmm. I've been through, I've seen and worked with just about everyone and nobody can touch foundation escrow, mm-hmm. um, in terms of service, their fees. I don't even know if their fees are competitive. I don't care. Yeah. Um, because that's just, I know 
what I'm getting uh, with with Andrea Schmidt over there. She's really incredible. Um, and uh, so, how did I do it? Um, it's just just being around long enough and running into seeing the the, the bad examples or the mm-hmm. poor examples, and then finding the good ones and hanging on to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lender uh, that I just referenced, uh, Nick Dexter, that was uh, I was introduced to him through a, a past teammate of mine. Okay. Um, Steve Turner actually found him and um, I've been looking for a guy like Nick Dexter for eight years. Yeah. Um, you know, cause the, the thing with it, with, with, with lenders is their compensation is directly tied to the interest rate that they sell you. Right? Okay. The higher the rate, the more they're, cause their comp is baked into that. So mm-hmm. if uh, for instance, let's say one guy's offering 5.875, this is VA, 30-year fix specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Nick's at 5%. The, the variable there is, is they're all working with the same banks, right? right? They're all brokering it out to the same, whether it's UWM or Loan Depot, maybe not Loan Depot so much anymore, um, or somebody else. Um, that difference in interest rate is specifically for that guy offering you 5.875. Mm-hmm. He's, made, he's making a point or a uh, 110 bits, they'll call it. 100 okay. bits is one percent. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're making a 1.1 percent in commission on that loan, whereas Nick's platform is just a flat fee. Right? Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't make any more or any less, no matter how much harder the loan is or anything. It's like mm-hmm. this is just what it is. He's a volume shop, right? Yeah, he's cranking. And for crying out loud, the guy goes from. Uh, from application to you'll hear us refer to something as CTC, which stands for clear to close. Okay. Which your bigger banks, your that you've all that you've heard of, your credit unions, um, some very military centric credit unions as well. They can't get they can't get CTC or clear to close for. Be lucky to get it at twenty days. Nick's yeah. got Nick's done it four. Yeah. How, do, how does, how does it, is it just the size and scope? I mean, there seems like to be an agility component there, right? Like what's, he what's allowing Nick to be more agile than other, other people? His staff. Yeah. His staff. Yeah. He's, <clears throat> you know, he's got, I think he, I don't know how many, I think he's only, he's got one or two processors. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whatever his platform is, it works. Yeah. You know, he's been around 20 plus years. He's been, he went through the, the crash and mm-hmm. had to re realign and, that's where I think he described or he told me he picked up, he, he decided to go with this platform. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's going to make it and where, you know, lenders are dropping like flies, you know, loan yeah. officers are getting laid off um, or, you know, just getting let go entirely. You know, yeah. it was, and it's, 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 it's sad uh, or mind numbing to me actually, because mm-hmm. I saw this coming. Yeah. You know, uh, we everybody saw what happened in 07, 08, 09, mm-hmm. 10, 11. Mm-hmm. And when things are cranking and it's just it's unbelievable how good business is. And that's what, you know, COVID was mm-hmm. um, even leading up to we had like a like a seven, eight, nine, nine year run. Wow. Where it was just boom, 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 boom. You know, and obviously the last back up a year and then the trailing 18 months to two years, they had. Mm-hmm. Three different refi booms, yeah. Plus all the the, the the I call it the frenzy of 2021 into 2022. Mm-hmm. You know, where lenders are writing 60, 
70, 80, 80 loans a month. And then they drop off to three like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not hard to right. see it coming. Um, you know, it was unsustainable. So mm -hmm. why not, why, why not prepare for it leading into it instead of, Oh my God, the sky's falling. And like, this isn't, this isn't, this isn't rocket science. Yeah. So how do you, how do you come to that determination? Like, how do you see stuff like that coming? I'm assuming there's like a data component. Is there well, do you, this do you use any like data points or anything like that to drive? Yeah. They're data points, but it's not something I write down or I track. Okay. It's just like, I mean, you know me, I spend most of my time in my backyard thinking mm -hmm. about whatever. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out what the next, whatever's coming. And, and so in this case, the reason why the markets is it's not slow. Mm -hmm. It's, it's moving. Um, but what's holding inventory down is those three refi booms I referenced like a minute or two ago. Mm -hmm. Everybody that was paying attention refied into rates that we may or may not ever see again. Yeah. So unless you absolutely have to sell, why would you trade your two and a half, two point two five, three percent conventional mm -hmm. for six or five and a half unless you absolutely had to? So yeah. Until rates get more competitive, we're going to, you know, the market's going to stay. I look the market's going to stay slow uh -huh. in contrast to, you know, the, the shenanigans that were going on, you know, a year and a half ago. Yeah. Um, so so there, there's nothing to sell. There's nothing to buy. And yeah. the properties that are out there currently, in my estimation, or at least what I see, um, there's a there's a great dude in the in, in the investment um, space. His name's Eric mm -hmm. Lucas. Uh, I forget the name of his company, but he does quite a few uh, flips and he typically posts uh, inventory for San Diego County on social media. And I think it was just over, just under 2000 homes available as of this morning uh, in, San, in San Diego County. Wow. Um, and I, and I would say 80% of those are, are overpriced mm -hmm. folks, sellers that are trying to capture that peak price from 18 months ago, mm -hmm. but the ship sailed and either they don't have somebody telling them that that's not possible because the cost of buying a home has gone up significantly. Interest rates have, are at, at the peak have doubled or worse. Yeah. You know, um, and then the remaining 20% of the homes are priced right. They're mm -hmm. updated. They're unicorns. They're selling in 10 days or, or, or 14 or something like that. Yeah. So considering that, Ryan, like, how do you, how do, how do you balance kind of the, 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 the moral and the ethical dilemmas that you see out there? And, you know, what are, what are you seeing that some of the pitfalls are or, or something that a buyer or seller can look out for? So litigation's up significantly um, since the peak mm -hmm. because agents were not, in my opinion, they were not guiding or counseling their clients um, accordingly, specifically buyers. Okay. You get into these bidding wars where there's 10, 12, 18 offers in, I'm not even exaggerating, in two days. Um, wow. Sometimes faster. Mm -hmm. And then the bidding gets pushed up, uh, you know, well over ask. By that, I mean 100,000, 150, 30,000, you know, big numbers over and oh. above what, what they're asking. Right. And, and so... I, I shelved all my buyers, or at least the ones that would listen. I told them, I said, hey, look, 
unless you have a time constraint that I'm not aware of, mm -hmm. we're going to sit tight. Yeah. Because I got to sleep at night and I know full well, if you do, if we, if we go a million three on this place, when it's listed at 1.1999 or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, you're going to be upside down. I don't know how much, but you're going to be upside down in the very near future. Right. And unless that's something you're willing to absorb or, or agree to, mm -hmm. um, or live with, then we should sit tight because as things progress, prices are going to come down. Yeah. Now, depending on who you talk to, who you listen to and whatever data points they use and whatever their self-serving positions are. Okay. Right? Yeah. Lenders, you know, you got the talking heads, the pundits, and I'm not talking about on national TV. I'm talking about locally and social and social media, mm -hmm. you know, Oh, everything's great. Everything's great. Blah, blah, blah. Well, it's not mm -hmm. across the board. It's not. Yeah. It might be great for some folks with certain circumstances, but in this general rule, it's not great. Yeah. Right. So how do, not, you, how do you persist like with that? You know, things aren't great. So how do you stay motivated? How do you get up at the end of the day and or in the morning at the beginning of the day and say, you know what, I'm not going to I'm not going to hand it to these buyers, or these sellers like other uh, people might, despite the difficult market. You know, like how do you how do you do that? Where do you find that drive from that motivation? To be honest. Yeah. I just do it. Yeah, I don't know how else to be. Um, mm -hmm. I my my communication style is not for everyone. Mm -hmm. um, it's direct, it's honest, sometimes filterless. Sometimes I take things a little further than I should. Mm -hmm. um, but at the end of the day, I consider I take my fiduciary responsibility to my clients very seriously. Yeah, um, because in in my world, it's very easy to get complacent about what we do because mm -hmm. we do it day in and day out. Yeah. For that for that first time home buyer, young military family that's, you know, pulling together everything they got just for a deposit, right? Mm -hmm. Um you know, you got to do you got to be there for them. You got to do what's right and also part of the game for me and it's not a game. I shouldn't use that word. Um but the juice, right? The mm -hmm. the, the I call it riding the lightning is dealing with the other agent because the yeah. other agent can't help themselves 90% mm -hmm. of the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. All they're, all they're talking, all they want is a paycheck at the end. Mm -hmm. Right. And they can't, they can't shut their mouths. They just run their mouths and they tell me things that they shouldn't. Yeah. That I put in my little hip pocket for later mm -hmm. when the negotiations, you know, are, are going on, whether it's repairs or, you know, information is king. Right. Yeah. And, and so I'll, hang on to that little nugget or multiple little nuggets and then I'll leverage it against them and their clients to my clients benefit at every opportunity. Yeah. So, so how has that, how has that helped you generate clients? I mean, you're mostly word of mouth, right? It's reputation, it's reputation, it's reputation. Say, say more on that. Okay. Um, the folks that I have worked with, um, and I should really do a better job of capturing reviews and I'm, and I've done that lately, but, um, they are ride or die when it comes to referring folks to me. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and, and specifically, you know, there's 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 a handful of them out there. You know, uh, you know Mike Mike Brower, um, you of course, um, Steve and Tammy Miskowitz up in Valley Center, um, uh, Vince and Gail Jakimzak. I think I've done seven transactions with them and wow. or their family members. Mm -hmm. um, and so it, it's uh, it's 
I, I, I take my reputation very seriously too. I'm not going to mm-hmm. step over. I'm not going to step over the line for a paycheck because I don't need yeah. it. You know, right. I, you know, I've got a client right now that I may or may not keep um, mm-hmm. just based on the difficulty um, and the lack of trust and confidence and, and um, which I walked on water when I was in that listing appointment and, uh-huh. and now we've got an offer and, and, and it's good. Yeah. Better than I thought we were going to get it's 20,000 right. better. And now we're, we're, we're throwing darts at, mm-hmm. at every little thing. And this is a gift. Yeah. This is an absolute gift for this person yeah. and they can't get out of their own way. I think that's a good segue, Ryan. Uh, you know, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was what are some of the misconceptions, you know, typically like I think on our, on our last episode, we talked with, uh, you know, the boss lady, Mary Sellis and Craig talked about misconceptions about dentistry. Um, typically in these, these agent, not these agencies, but these entities or these spaces within the market, there's these misconceptions about what people do. And I think for you in real estate, it's interesting because there's misconceptions on the buyer side as well mm-hmm. as the seller side. Right? right. So can you talk a little bit about what those misconceptions might be and sure. uh, what people would, need to be aware of when they're getting into a deal like this? So um, I would I would start off with that. The misconception is that just because I'm a realtor, that I'm the same as every other realtor or every other realtor is the same as I am. Mm-hmm. I couldn't be more wrong. Um, yeah. the, the, the degree of, of professionalism, intelligence, talent, yeah. um, negotiating skills, um, the, just the, like the social engineering piece of it, understanding what makes that other side tick, understanding mm-hmm. what can be exploited at, to my client's benefit. Not everybody thinks like that. I, I don't know anybody. I really don't know anybody else other out there that's like me. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe one guy that used to be on my team, um, but he's, 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 he's a little, he's a, he's a different, he's his own guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm talking about Efren Chacon over at the Chacon group. Great, great man. Um, and uh, so you've got your, and I'm not picking on anybody individually, but you've got your, your part-timers, right? Somebody go gets, gets a real estate license and oh, they're going to start selling houses. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I, I, I see it, I hear it frequently. Um, hey, are you working with anybody, specifically in open houses? You know, are you working mm-hmm. with anybody? Uh, yeah, my uncle or my sister-in-law just got her license. We're going to go with her. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. Um, are you sure? Because mm-hmm. if she blows it, Thanksgiving and Christmas are going to be a very different experience going forward because yeah. when money's involved, people, you know, people get weird. Mm-hmm. And uh, rightfully so, people get upset. You know, you miss yeah. something, you know, for instance, you know, between a track home where you really don't have to worry about some of the ancillary, ancillary things like a septic system or a pump uh, mm-hmm. or, a, or a well. I mean, mm-hmm. um, you know, septic system's got to get uh, cleaned, inserted. The water's got to be tested uh, right. for, the, for the well. And it's very easy to miss, you know, you, you go from, you know, parts of Escondido City. City Limits, San Marcos, Vista, even Oceanside, Valley Center, Ramona, and Fallbrook specifically, mm-hmm. you get outside those track homes and you're in custom homes, right? And they're on an acre plus or whatever. They might be on city water, but they're definitely not on, on city sewer. You know? yeah. And if you miss that, right? you, know, you could you could cost, you know, I don't know what a septic system costs here. I know what they mm-hmm. cost back home, but because mm-hmm. I've never lost one, I've never had to deal with you know, a full replacement. But yeah, I've seen septic repairs to the in the to the tune of 10, 12, 15 K. 
Wow. So that's having that level of detail is like critical and providing that information. To, yeah. And a real estate license means nothing. Yeah. It means you can pass the test, which yeah. they give you three hours and three and a half hours to do it. I was done in an hour and 10 minutes, convinced I failed. Mm -hmm. Nope. First time done. Yeah. You know. So that certification, you know, sometimes we see those certifications thrown out there, whether it's like, it you know, nothing. Lean Six Sigma, project management, you know, whatever, whatever. There's a eh. spectrum, right? Mm -hmm. There's always a spectrum of, um, you know, there's going to be these performers that rise at the top. Majority of people fall in the middle. And then there's going to be mm -hmm. people that absolutely are like yeah. should not be in the industry. So and one safe round, one safe yeah. round, going back to the um, why I, I, I persevere or regarding regardless of the market, why I just I consistently do. 15 mm -hmm. to 25 million a year is I'm not scared to go anywhere. For instance, yeah. I got a call from a, a, a friend of mine from, uh, we were in the Marine Corps together. Uh, one of the finest men I've ever encountered. Um, I sold him as well. He bought a place in Tehachapi. He found mm -hmm. it himself, called me up. He's like, cause I sold their place in Oceanside a while back. Um, he's like, Hey, um, do you want to write this offer for me? Uh, I'm like, uh, yeah, I'll do that. No problem. Mm -hmm. um, went up there. Anyways, they got that place. Calls me up Thursday night. He's like, hey, my folks are selling their place in Maine. That We're going to move them out here. You know, um, can you get me into these two homes that are up here, you know, this weekend? I'll see what I can do. Called yeah. the agents. Agents were either unwilling or uh, didn't or weren't in town to open the door. I drove up there. Yeah. You know. Right. Drive up to Tehachapi. It's three, almost four hours from door to door. But, mm -hmm. You know, and I'll, I'll probably end up doing that half a dozen times before we get closed. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm not afraid to go to Julian. Um, uh, Big Bear. What's, mm -hmm. that other, what's that other place up there that everybody likes so well, but it's just south yeah, of Big Arrowhead Bear. or something. Arrowhead. Yeah. 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 Done. Mm -hmm. I've sold an Arrowhead. Um, you know, Hammett. Yeah. Carlsbad. Um, so it takes that level of dedication. Yeah. Well, the reality is if somebody is willing and wants you to be a part of something mm -hmm. for $15,000, like, mm -hmm. yeah, I'll drive. I don't, yeah. What else am I? I mean, sit in my backyard and get pissed off at Shaggy because he's such a bastard. But, you know. <laughs> Shaggy's your dog, right? Just for yeah, the Shaggy's yeah. my, my, my golden doodle who is just yeah. an absolute masterpiece. Um, and you say that in an endearing way, correct? Halfway. <laughs> halfway. So um, let's shift gears a little bit. Um, I do, I, I've got a couple questions for you. First of all, like what is the greatest piece of advice that you would give your um, past self, I guess your younger self? Knowing what you know now, like if you were to take back and talk to that person, what, what would you say to that, that person, that, that young man or that boy? Um, don't, don't sweat the small stuff so much. Um, mm -hmm. Don't try to force things. Don't, you know, um, all the bandwidth and the, and, the, and the energy you burn on trying to control something that's out of your control. Yeah. You know, I, I would say, um, I guess in a, in a term – I would say the piece of advice would be, quote, whatever's going to happen is going to happen, mm -hmm. no matter whether you're upset about it or not. Mm -hmm. Let it so play that mindset. out. Let it play out. Don't get wrapped around the axle. Yeah. You can't control it anyways. Mm -hmm. um, and there's some, there's some, there's some, some relief there, right? There's some Zen, if you will. Mm -hmm. And um, 
because I mean, you know, as well, you know me probably better than I do. I mean, I could get fired up pretty fast over some, something that just doesn't really, you know, it, things pile up. Right. And, yeah. um, so yeah, it would be just to kind of take it easy and not be, uh, you know, I'm, I'm type a, I like to control things mm-hmm. and you know, it's, there's just some things you're not going to be able to control and let it happen. You yeah, know, that's deal good. with it as it comes instead mm-hmm. of having all these contingency plans all laid out and, you know, you're, you're fried. You can't, you know, I, I, I struggle sleeping, um, or I did and instead, you know, put all this time and then an effort into something that none of those contingency plans were, were correct. Yeah. Well, a piece of all three or four or whatever, but mm-hmm. you end up, you end up blowing, you know, you know, blowing your own mind doing wasting yeah. time and energy and so i think that's uh i'd start there yeah that's a good piece of advice so let's uh what's let's move on to the next section here what uh, i like to ask people this because you know it's a it's a good resource for folks what what is the book that you're reading right now are you reading a book right now and if so, yeah um, i've got a few of them i gotta grab my phone i i don't i'm not a page turner can't do okay it. I'll be asleep in nine minutes um, yeah. <laughs> or faster. Uh-huh. I'm a big audible guy. Okay. Um, I don't know uh, if you're like me, but I've got like a queue of books. Like I do. I've read all these behind me, but the ones in my room, I've got a queue of books. That... Um, I've got two going okay. currently. Um, where are they? Uh, one's called Straight Shooter mm-hmm. uh, by Stephen A. Smith from ESPN. Okay. I love okay. that guy. Um, actually, I have three going. Uh, Spare, which is uh, the Prince Henry, Duke, Duke of Sussex. His, by, um, I, I'm sure he had a ghostwriter, but his autobiography or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for fun, uh, I don't even know if I want to share this, but I will. American Serial Killers. Okay. All right. You've yeah, always been into the mob stuff, right? So I, yeah, I'm, where... I'm, I'm out of I'm. So Michael Francis, I'm a huge fan of. I've listened mm-hmm. I've, I've all of his books. Um, Selwyn Reb, he's he's awesome. He pretty much wrote the Bible on mob. I've got it's called the Five Families. I haven't started that one because it's thirty four hours. Yeah, that's a book. Um, and that'll probably be my road trip back to uh, deer hunting. Um, there you go. Book there. Um, I'm a huge fan of uh, Lieutenant Joe Kenda. Uh, mm-hmm. He's got a show called. Um, Homicide Hunter on ID Discovery. Okay. And then he's got a couple of other shows that have spun out. He's got one called I Will Find You, mm-hmm. which is incredible. I, it, it reminds me of my old man. Yeah. He's stoic. Uh-huh. To the, like, <laughs> you can't shake him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and you can't BS him. He's going to, you know, you're, he's just one of those guys you just can't defeat. Yeah. And I, and I find that incredibly, uh, incredibly um interesting and then i'd say i know i'm, I'm rambling but uh, as far as autobiographies go um there's one called green lights that's uh matthew mcconaughey's okay. that is that is unreal yeah he, that guy's life and his upbringing his, his parents were married and divorced from each other three different times wow yeah. so he's been through some stuff for sure oh yeah yeah and and so the shenanigans south texas right some of the shenanigans some of the stuff he's done in his life I and mean, yeah. it's just like his character and fa- are in uh in um uh that got him started I forget what, he goes into that how he um dazed and confused mm-hmm. all right all right all right he goes into how that goes and, and like <laughs> that's how he is yeah 
Yeah. You know, it just, yeah. but that's a really good one too. Yeah. Awesome. Well, let's wrap it up here. So if, if people want to get, I'm going to throw your information up here on the screen. Um, if people want to get in contact with you, how, what's the best way to do it other than scanning this QR and go to your website? Uh, hit me up on my cell phone. Um, okay. My number is 760-415-1925. Uh, text first, because uh, I do get a ton of spam calls um, and I do screen them. Um, yeah. if, it's, if it's unknown to me, I, I typically won't answer. Um, you can email me at gunnysellshomes at gmail.com. Um, but I'd say probably the texting would be the most ideal to get the fastest response. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Well, Ryan, I appreciate your time today. Thank you oh. for, for sharing your insights. My pleasure, uh, Doc. Right there in real estate. And uh, I look forward to seeing you again soon. Thank you for joining us today. Please subscribe to our show now and join us as we continue the transformation to expand capacity, improve performance, and lead change. To learn more about business performance improvement solutions for the private, public, government, and nonprofit sectors, head on over to SinclairPerformance.com or find us on social media and connect with us there.